0: Welcome to 5 Shark Weekly. More Winston Hainsey, Valentino is the GOAT. And how did our new DP do in its full debut? We're getting all that and more coming up. Welcome to the show 5 Shark Fam. I'm AJ and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu to go. Check out Thinking Man Tavern. Sharp fam, here's your opportunity to support the channel on a grassroots level and you can find it on patreon.com slash TV. We have some fun tiers, join us there. We'd love to see you there. But let's get into the match review and yeah, Toronto FC, who are in the depths of the division? Uh, they played like it, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we also we did the business. So it's three straight wins, and Luis Arrujo made his full debut, and also I mean, yeah, you have uh, you have something I think uh, an interesting, very interesting lineup. It's pretty much a death lineup. Like, you only have one defensive midfielder. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, you have three-man three, uh, three man back line. Right. Uh, you have all of Arujo, Moreno, Barco, and Joseph. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: definitely very, very attacking. But, uh, yeah, how'd you find the match? Not only, and just to uh, add to the point of the lineup, I mean, the wingbacks, Bello and Lennon, right, those are probably the most aggressive options in terms of uh, getting forward. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I was definitely very intrigued by that lineup. I, I am a little surprised that Arujo actually started, um, but overall, I mean, to be honest with you, it was fun at times. I mean, some of those touches, some of those turns, uh, I mean, from Barco, I think he was very confident on the ball, took space when it was available, drove the ball forward. Love to see that. Um, I thought Arujo looked, uh, was very assured, especially with his touch. Um, you know, he tried things. He actually, he looked. Quite comfortable, to be honest with you, uh, but yeah, his, there was uh, one occasion where he was on the left wing in the first half. I mean, they played kind of a longish pass to him, and the way he just brought it down—I mean, it was just he was just classy. Um, and so yeah, Fa Moreno also was pretty good, made some good line-breaking passes. Um, I thought Joseph could have scored, uh, certainly that volley, um, not the scorpion kick volley. Not, not the scorpion <laughs> kick volley. No, 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 no. no. The, uh, yeah, sort of near post one. Yeah. He was very upset with himself. He, you know, you could tell he felt like he should have put that on target. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I thought second half uh, was more Toronto's for sure. Uh, you know, they had looks. They really should have tied the game. Even mean, Pozuelo had a chance from about the penalty spot that I think he should have buried. Yeah. Um, they had a chance towards the end. I didn't see who took that final chance, but scotted over the bar. You know, so you kind of look at it as maybe got away a little bit. Yeah. Um, they look like
0: a team that's bereft of confidence. Yeah. You know, they're taking one touch too many, uh, and then taking it wide, you know, when they probably should have taken it first time, that type of thing. And, right. You know, that's, uh, those are the breaks that we get, I think, that, uh, kind of makes the difference a little bit.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit on edge because of past matchups with Toronto, games yeah. where we have been leading, and Toronto just gets a goal at the end out of nothing, seemingly, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, Moreno could have put the game away. Uh, Bello, I think, also should have probably shot sooner on the one time he was playing on through.
0: Yeah, he probably should have shot with his right instead of taking it wide. That's also maybe a confidence thing. Even though he's been playing really confident, I think he's just not, like, as comfortable in front of goal. In front of goal, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Barco as well, and Moreno, I think, at times, uh, probably belabored the point. And, uh, yeah, probably should have, uh, yeah, put a... Put a you know a ball on goal and yeah. uh you know, yeah didn't really do that uh or didn't look up right didn't find the open man mm-hmm. didn't pass the ball soon enough there's still those things i think mm-hmm. uh, and look at us we're complaining during a win it's uh it's good to
1: be back to uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to doing this um but. i think a key moment in the game for sure is when sosa came off um, you know, when I saw the sub, I was like, okay, you know, he's clearly exhausted. I think he had a knock, even. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, they, it's sooner or later, you've got to protect Sosa somehow. So, and uh, yeah, you know, like, Sajic actually did, Sejic, uh did a pretty good job considering it was a pretty aggressive lineup. So uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll we'll see how Valentino I guess approaches the DC match in terms of the lineup, but. Because there is that, and Valentino uh, will be coaching the next
0: match yeah, versus DC United. Uh, that news did come out during the broadcast. Uh, that was from Julian Sakovitz. But, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, it is not the last game of the Valentino era after all. Uh, so there will be, I believe, I think, eight games total. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so far, three wins, I mean... Already more than Gabriel Hensei, and, uh <laughs> right. that's definitely like, well, you know, there's some uh, some people that have been uh, yeah quite vocal about uh, how Hainsay. Well, that that whole news did come out as well. That the MLSPA, the grievances filed, that was factually correct. Mm-hmm. So you know, this definitely is uh, yeah something that Hainsey, he apparently did. He he did uh, you know force the players to. Uh, just uh, train, overtrain, and d- didn't give them off days, and uh, reported bits about them uh, being pretty much on call to train at any point. Like that's, yeah, no one, no one likes to. Uh, I think you know have to train that way. Yeah, I think you you have the scheduled training, and then you know you don't do two a days like. Every single week. I mean, it's just yeah.
1: I wonder how much of that was a cultural thing too, where he's not used to dealing with uh, players' associations, or you know, they where they're not used to having collective bargaining agreements limiting how much the coach can practice. Because I imagine how I just I'm curious to see how uh, he reacts to being told, "Hey, you have a limit on the play on you know how much you can practice your players." So I have a feeling I know what he said. <laughs> right? But, uh, you know. It probably, it wasn't in this
0: language, but it probably uh, had, you know, kind of sounded like a off."
1: probably, yeah. but, you know, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> but
0: anyway, uh, so getting into some of the notes from this match, uh, Ezekiel Barker scored his fourth goal of the season, uh, Brooks London recorded his fourth assist of the season, we didn't even talk about Barker's goal yet, but uh, 20th minute. I mean yeah he's found on the right side of the box and I mean Barco with his left out of nowhere really I mean and he's marked pretty well and he just you know pulls out this curler out of nowhere with his left and uh, I think yeah everyone in the stadium is definitely just flabbergasted because they didn't expect that yeah. whatsoever I mean yeah. Barco with his left from the right side It just doesn't happen. I initially thought it was Luis Araujo because it was just
1: like, yeah, right, left footer, okay, right, yeah, but I, yeah,
0: (laughs) I was shocked.
1: Yeah, it did uh, take a deflection, but uh, you know, it's uh, it still, I mean, was actually pretty to even create the space to get the shot off like that much, so or you know, to to even be able to put it on frame, and then you know. So I think that's uh, that's what we want to see more of, is just that aggressiveness, because, yeah, it will be rewarded one way or another. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be, like, the prettiest goal. But uh, I think you love the decision-making in that moment, and throughout the match for Barkov. I mean, for me, Barkov was the player of the match. So.
0: Indeed, yeah. I mean, uh, a couple of times where he didn't, you know, pass to the open man uh, aside, I think, yeah, he controlled the match for large swaths. He also uh, man-marked. Michael Bradley out of the game, uh, pretty much for the most part. Uh, sans the little touches that he'd had to probably go sideways with, uh, that was very audible because of all the booze around the stadium. Uh, we're still doing that, yes, yes, yes. We, we're still doing that. But, uh, <laughs> but it definitely, yeah, it was. I think all in all, you know, when you have three straight wins, especially in a season this kind of dire, it's not too bad, and especially when. In terms of, uh, you know, how we're looking in at the standings, it's not too bad either. Like, we're eight, yeah, eight points out of second, you know, and uh, yeah, we're, yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. I think, uh, you know, that's how volatile the MLS
1: standings are and how long of a season it is and how much parity really there is. I mean, it. like, second through fifth are separated by a point. You have 32 Nashville on 32 and then NYC Philadelphia and Orlando all in 31 yeah that's the difference between uh I guess the top seed in the in the who plays in the first week mm-hmm. and not having a home playoff game you it's a little it's uh Atlanta United could end up with a home playoff game out of this could you know and we'll knock us some wood
0: there but uh, <laughs> but also don't look now Orlando City they haven't won or they've only won two in their last 10. And so it's, uh, yeah, something that's, you know, we'll all keep an eye on. Of course, uh, we'll try to keep closing that gap yes. for sure. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, in terms of uh, more things about this match, uh, Atlanta took the second most shots of this season with 21. Uh, the first was 22 shots against Cincinnati. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I think, you know, when you have three straight wins, yeah, you take it. Oh, it doesn't matter not. how how uh, you know good it really looks at the end of the day. Right. But uh, a post match quote, uh, Rob Valentino. He said that Gonzalo Pineda. He texted him and said, "quote That's a very good three points there." And that wraps up the match review. And we will be playing DC United next on Saturday, and we will have that preview later on in this show. But let's get into the news. We kind of talked a little bit about the standings already. But, yes, LA United are currently in ninth. And, uh, yeah, like Mark alluded to earlier, I mean, there's not much separating from second to ninth pretty much. And so, yeah, you know, eight points, it's doable. It is doable. I mean, if you basically have to rely on a lot of other teams to, you know, kind of crap the bed, too. But still, yeah. You
1: know, that is possible, I think. I think it's uh, one of the things that we always talk about MLS. It's a very forgiving league for that reason, you know what I mean? Just the fact that, one, yes, there is a playoff, and so you really just have to get over the line. Um, It's not that different from, say, finishing top four in a European league or what have you. And then you get to play in the you know what I mean? Like, anything can happen in the playoffs. And so, but not only that, I mean, there's just so much parity that, yeah, teams that seem like they were running away at first, like Orlando, all of a sudden coming back to Earth. NYC were on a purple patch before. You know, and now they're sort of in the mix. I mean, the only team that's really out of graph looking at the table is New England, right? Yeah. And then, and in a one-off, anything can happen. So, I mean, I think uh, the recent form has definitely given me a lot of hope personally. And yeah, I mean, you know, why can't they, why can't Adelaine and I keep climbing the table? I mean, they 2017, that's essentially what they did. Yeah,
0: no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, start off like, yeah, kind of doing, eh. Pretty, pretty okay, but playing really well in the sense of the performances, but the right. yeah, the definite results weren't quite there. And then, yeah, there's a kind of mid-season surge. Yeah. Uh, going into the yeah, going into the latter part of the season. So yeah, definitely could absolutely happen. Yep. Uh, so let's move on into Ezekiel Barco making his third straight MLS team of the week. I mean that just shows how much he is balling. And of course, yeah, you know. The league is seeing that as well. Mm -hmm. Miles Robinson makes the bench. And, uh, yeah, moving on to LA United 2, the USL Championship announced that uh, the team of the week for Week 17 included Robbie Mertz, Phil Goodrum, and Caleb Wiley. Congrats to those boys. Uh, They have not played this week yet uh, after... The last match that we talked about and they still will be playing the Pittsburgh River Hounds on August 22nd so really short news segment this week and we'll get into the match preview and yes DC United at Audi Field this weekend uh it'll be sixth versus ninth it will be a six-pointer I think definitely because, yeah, only three points separate us. So, you know, anything could happen here and we could really set ourselves up to, uh, you know, really make a good climb up the uh, the standings or table, however you want to call it. I mean,
1: uh, you know, if Atlanta wins this weekend, we could be above the playoff line by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, who would have thunk like four <laughs> weeks, yeah, four
0: matches ago. Really. Look, look yeah. at us. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> But uh, insert, uh, I won't be inserting, but uh, (laughs) insert Paul Rudd. But uh, anyway, uh, so let's get into how DC United uh, look before the season started. They brought in Hernan Losada, a uh, rising Argentine manager. And uh, yeah, he's the youngest active coach in the league. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for the first time in a decade, yeah. There's a new D.C. United head coach, and they've been doing decently, as we mentioned, sixth in the East, so not too shabby. Last season, they finished at 13th. They did not qualify for the playoffs, but getting into some of the key acquisitions, Nigel Roberta, he was signed from the Bulgarian top flight, and he had 20 goals and 8 assists in 39 games with PFC Levski Sofia. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy that we will be uh, really needing to keep an eye on. Uh, next guy was Giovanni Bolivar, another Ford, And uh, he's from Deportivo La Guaria, Guaria. Sorry, uh, I'm just butchering all that. <laughs> but uh, also, Brenton Hines. He's a center back uh, U.S. men's national team, maybe, if uh, he does well enough. But he's American. Uh, and, yeah, he spent the last half decade in Europe. So, definitely some talent that they brought in. And uh, no real key losses. I mean, Paul Areola, he has come back. So, definitely, yeah, you know, they they uh, they improve on a, uh, a side that definitely did not look very good last season. But, uh, yeah, into our matchup that we've uh, played against them, yeah, we did look pretty dire against them underneath the uh, top town Martino era but then we started to pick up some uh, uh, some results against them we uh, are now tied in results uh, pretty much three wins on each side no draws 11 goals on our side eight goals on their side so it's a uh, pretty even and uh, you know also uh, kind of slight illusion. Uh, one of those big factors that has been part of their side is not in their side probably this weekend. So it shall be, I think, uh, for me anyway, much more exciting. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, uh, getting into the uh, players to watch. Mark,
1: take it away. Yep, so you've got uh, Edison Flores, uh, midfielder. They actually brought him in last season, of course, uh, because of the disruption with COVID. Didn't, uh, really he wasn't able to show I think his best so looking for a rebound this season and seems to be doing that so far of course our old old, old friend X however you want to put it Julian Gressel uh, certainly has been a key player uh, for them he uh, started the, la- no he did not start on Wednesday which I makes me think that he will start on Saturday uh, but uh, yeah you know he plays on the right D- DC have been playing with the three at the back this season uh, so, he's been in what most people would consider his natural position at right wing back. Uh, Steve Birnbaum, another defender, um was out the first couple months, but uh, is back now. And Moses Nyman, midfielder. Uh, a little young player to watch. Yeah, yeah, kind of a prodigy for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, getting into some of the, uh, or not some of the, but the injury reports.
1: Yeah, some of their signings actually, Nigel Roberta, uh, Brendan Hines will be out, Uh, Adrian Perez will also be out, Russell Canoose, key player for them will be out, and Bill Hamid, Yes, sort of a thorn in our side. Not going to be available for this. I one. am stoked. <laughs> Donovan Pines as well, also with an injury, and Edison Flores, key acquisition from last season, uh, is questionable with a hamstring injury. So I mean, yeah, I mean Paul Ariola
0: was playing up top for them last match, so maybe he does as well. It will be interesting. They look a little bit depleted, and so that's definitely a good thing for us. Even though maybe in our midfield. We don't really have a ton of, uh, you know, players that we can rotate from, but, you know, either way, it's still (laughs) something that we can, uh, I think, attack-wise, I think have the advantage over.
1: Yeah. But uh yeah get get into ours yeah so as uh aj little too with the midfield uh Emerson simon of course it's going to be out mo adams is still unavailable and franco ribada is still questionable if one of those guys can come back i mean i think it would be a huge boost for us mm-hmm. uh brooks lennon also uh, still listed as questionable uh, not the case obviously because he has played so right uh but anyway and, and
0: jake morini is questionable right and so getting into our predicted starting 11, and then, I mean, we have Goos. Uh, between the Sticks. Yeah, retains the spot, I think. I think, uh, yeah, the, the center backs probably will stay as is. I mean, do you disagree? Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, so it's going to be Robinson, it's going to be Franco, it's going to be Walks. Uh, I mean, they, I think, pretty much dealt with Possuelo and Saltato. Uh, really, really well last match, and yeah, I mean, so, you know, it's one of those, yeah, I mean, if they can deal with them, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, maybe DC United, uh, they are higher up the table, but I don't feel like they have uh, better attacking players than, you know, Mosuelo or Saltator, but but getting into who we think uh, are going to be the
1: wingbacks, because man back line right so I have Hernandez retaining his spot I think uh Lennon you know he looked okay he certainly looked a little bit rusty um at the think and at the end of the day Hernandez is just a better defender I think so uh Hernandez I think comes in for this matchup and Bello retains his spot yeah uh I think it's uh Brooks Lennon he got an assist last match I and
0: mean, he might come off a little early uh but yeah I mean it seems like at least Valentino's like slightly favoring him you know i think uh on the right side but we'll see uh bellow of course uh well yeah i shudder to uh to bring in mikey ambrose right now but uh i think you do need to spell bellow at some point uh so maybe he does come off early um maybe hopefully when we do have a lead possibly right but uh getting
1: into uh the midfield then who do you have So I have uh, Sadich actually making a start Mm -hmm. alongside Sosa. Mm -hmm. I just think uh, with a sort of kind of a tough road matchup, Mm -hmm. um, Valentino will be a little more pragmatic this time around. So we saw Moreno sort of start in that spot, but he obviously was playing his natural position. I don't think we're going to see a Death Squad kind of lineup. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I think uh, Sadich and Sosa hold on, hold it, hold it down in the middle. Okay. Uh, I think we're gonna. Gonna maybe do a death
0: squad again. I mean, uh, why, why not? Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, we'll uh, we'll see how we'll it goes. See. But I like it, and so Sosa uh, starts again for me as that lone defensive midfielder. And uh, yeah, I think it will be yeah. Like Araújo, he did pop up in a lot of central areas sure. during the match. Sure. So I think yeah, Araújo will be there as well as Moreno. And so it's
1: kind of. Uh, yeah, as them as the two attacking midfielders, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Fords? Yep, uh, so I've got Arrujo uh, retaining his spots alongside Joseph and Barco. Uh, so no Moreno. No More- Yeah, I think Moreno's got to get spelled. I could see him coming in as a sub, um, but I just, I do suspect that uh, maybe he's one of those players that just gets a rest, a little bit of a break.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, And to be fair, yeah, that would be all three of our DPs on the pitch. Uh, then Moreno, obviously, is no longer a DP. So maybe it makes sense. Maybe he is the odd man out slightly at times. But uh, for me, it's Barco and Joseph up top. And so, yeah, the real only difference is Moreno and Sadich between us. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But let's get into the score prediction.
1: So, yeah, it's going to be a tasty one. What do you think? So you've got two teams that are matching up in uh, formation sort of uh, the three at the back mainly. Um, and in the past, DC have been pragmatic. I know this supposed to be a new era. I kind of want to see it though. They just we know how they're at games. home. Uh, yeah, but they, they tend to shit house. Like they've always shit house Atlanta home, away, whatever. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a 1-1. I just don't think there will be very many opportunities between the sides. Mm-hmm. I think uh, both teams will, especially a tough week for both teams. Right. DC also had uh, a tough matchup uh, midweek. mid-week uh, they lost to New England. So um, And, you know, DC coming in with two straight losses, I don't think they'll want to make it a third. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a 1-1 draw is what I'm seeing here.
0: Okay, and that makes sense. Uh, they have won their last four at home as well, which is, uh, I mean, you know, They're just comfortable at home, clearly, right now. Uh, But I feel like, yeah, it's still going to be a draw, but I think there are four goals between it. And so it will be 2-2 for me. What do you guys think? Again, let us know in the comments below. But guys, that's the match preview and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what do you expect from Gonzalo Pineda this season? Let us know because, yeah, I mean, is he going to bring us to the playoffs? Is he going to bring us to glory? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> because, you know, uh, he could also not bring us to the playoffs and also, yeah, be even worse than Hainsey. Uh, Who knows? I so, remember what I said last time. Tukul-like cool effect. Glory. So, hope. So, I'm wearing uh, my red in uh, the steed of having an Arsenal shirt with me. But, yep, uh, hopefully... Go Gunners this <laughs> Anyway, that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already, share this episode, and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.